Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Mm, ready for this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Why is it? Why is it every time I say, are you ready, you start that tune? You do that. CNC Music Factory, baby. Gonna make you sweat till you bleed. You're just like a broken record. Sorry, I'm a child of the 90s and I sweated away many a night in the disco to that very tune. I will say this. Uh, Recently, my wife got the kids an Alexa. And we have been uh, listening to more music around the house because you can just yell at Alexa. And I do know that, you know, Bezos is listening to me and collecting my data. I'm at this point where I just don't care. Uh, and so, like, we've been listening to a lot more music. And so it just prompts me to sit back and yell out bands and things that I like. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I've been listening to a lot of Michael Jackson lately. And I just, I don't know. He made some good tunes. There's something about music that was all, that occurred during your younger years that's automatically like like i listened to music that i didn't like back then that my sister listened to that now i'm going like oh yeah i remember that i remember she uh like what? Had one of those po- uh she was really into rap music oh, like she, from like, the like 90s she was from the 90s like when it was first kicking off mm. so like i missed that i missed that age of like i was something i was not into but now it's like i know i i I know i can sing gangster's paradise word for word i don't know where i got it or vanilla (laughs) ice oh ice ice baby (laughs) i love that guy he proved that no matter he 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 proved that uh, a mediocre white guy can make it at literally anything if he just tries hard enough and uh you know is willing to let somebody else sing stupid lyrics mark Wahlberg takes offense to that I, I like Mark Wahlberg. I actually think he's a pretty good actor for what he does. Say hello to your mother. Yeah. I mean, who can deliver that line with that type of conviction? <laughs> I, I don't um, really know. I, I, the only, uh, hmm, I guess you go 90s rap. You got Tupac, of course. R.I.P. But R. he's not P. dead. I saw him in a hologram at Coachella <laughs> a few years back. Uh, uh, Biggie? Is Notorious B.I.G. and Biggie Smalls the same person? I don't know. Okay, so I literally all my knowledge about rap music comes from Bubba. I asked Bubba <laughs> these questions. Uh, there was one. Um, there was like one group that he mentioned. I can't remember who it was, but then he told me, "Do not listen to them. Like, do not listen to them." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Just don't." Um, I was like, is it, "I can't remember who it was." Is it the guys that off, are like, I'm co- "Color me bad. Color me bad." <laughs> I'm often, often. I uh, wanna sex you up. I remember that. Yeah. That was a good song. That was like uh, one of those songs that came out that when you first listened to, like, remember when MTV had actually MTV had music when videos? They had videos before they started doing a uh, road trip and real world. I used to love it. You know, you could turn on and watch LL, LL Cool J just driving around licking his lips. LL, that's an original. Yeah, I loved LL. He was he was cool. I would have, uh, of course. I remember Vanilla Ice, of course, uh, Ice Ice Baby, MC Hammer. But he's a little more eighties than he is nineties. Although I think he eased into the nineties, the early nineties. But I I listened to Tupac quite a bit in the later nineties when I graduated high school. Well, that was ninety five actually. 
95, 96. But uh, I was more of a I was more of a Pearl Jam Metallica guy. I bring this up because I, I Alexa brought back all this music, and then I started like getting on watching music videos. So like I I watched all of Michael Jackson's music videos and just realized that this man was incredible for the time. And then I remember the Crash Test Dummies. I'd sit there and watch all their goofy music videos, and so I just <laughs> oh, I went. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. Uh, yeah, I just I just went down this rabbit hole of thinking of old music videos and finding them and and it's just now become my obsession and i just i wonder if that's do they uh, uh, this is going to sound make me sound so old but are they still doing music videos yeah i actually me, me and charday were watching some the other day she's like it's been forever since i've watched music videos i mean they don't i don't know that they like have a top 20 or anything anymore because literally nobody watch well i psyched that back literally like oh uh uh who's uh <laughs> who's uh, who's the guy from korea has like four billion views on youtube oh yeah Psy. that gungam style gungam style, gungam style yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so people people watch them but i think they just watch them on youtube they don't like watch rankings of them like they used to although as much as lists and ranking are popular these days you'd think they might didn't you used to watch carson daily yeah, just sit there and wonder what's the, what they're about to release eminem's new is video is it going to be limp biscuit or in sync this week i all oh, limp biscuit there's another group there's another where mediocrity just reigns oh man Anyways, uh, speaking of lists and top 10 lists, we've uh, decided that it's finally But real time. quick, before you get to that, you said crash test dummies. It's weird when you uh, mention something old to someone young, like I, intru- I, I told Sade about Pearl Jam, so she really got into Pearl Jam. She's like listening to it all over again, like it's brand new. <laughs> and then she got into crash test dummies because she had never heard that song before. So I'm like hearing mm. all this old music being played repeatedly. She's like, this is pretty cool. Tell about Smashkin, Smashing Pumpkins next. Oh, she knows about Smashing Pumpkins. Everybody knows about Smashing Pumpkins. My, or as my mother used to call them, Smashing Acorns. <laughs> Why acorns? Well, because she got it confused and we literally never corrected her. And so she would, she'd hear their songs and this is the Smashing Acorns, which I, I don't know. We're from the South. Who's, who's to say? Acorn is a miniature gourd, I suppose. Mm, well, I'm going to gourd ahead on with our top 10 of 2019. Uh, we've been putting this list off because there were many games from 2019 that we didn't get to play. We finally decided uh, we're just going to have to go ahead with it, and we're going to have to pull the trigger. And so we got on Pub Meeple, ranked our games. Uh, I've got 10. Actually, I've got 11. I have an honorable mention, and I hate honorable mentions, but I'm going to do an honorable mention. Look at you at, cheating already. I'm already cheating. So you got 10 games, and I've got 10 games. We haven't compared our list. We haven't gotten together and figured it out. But uh, I, I'm going to say that we're going to have major crossover. Well, yeah, like, because pretty much, we pretty much know, play just, the just same the way games, the, and we like the same yeah, games. We, we tend, it's just going to be at different ranks. But I figure... Our top three are probably going to be close together, I think. Uh, I'll kick us off real fast by doing my, just quick, briefly, very briefly, my caveat, my honorable mention, uh, Escape Plan by Vital Lacerda. Mm -hmm. We played it once. I really liked it. I've messed around with it on uh, TTS or the Tabletop Simulator. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I really like it, I, but I, you're just I like Rachel it. Ray used to be when she'd say 
E-V-O-O, which we all know means extra virgin olive oil, but then she would explain it. So there's literally no reason to shorten it if you're going to go ahead and explain it. E-V-E-O-O, or extra virgin olive oil. T-T-S, her tabletop simulator. Just start, just say T-T-S. You Don't explain it to nobody. Well, there might be people wondering, what's this T-T-S? Well, they, Is they, it ticket they, can, to, they can go to the archives. Ticket to Scranton? Yes, <laughs> to Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Uh, no, so escape plan. I didn't play it enough to really be able to formulate a great opinion of it. I just know that I liked it. And I think if I had played it more, it would definitely have been on my list. So that's the caveat. If, you know, if you're wondering, Hey, why isn't escape plan there? Well, it's because I really didn't get to play it enough. So, mm-hmm. all right, Gabby, I'll let you start off. What's your number 10? My number 10 is mm-hmm. tapestry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just was wondering if you would spew out your uh, whatever you're drinking over there. Kenichi. Kenichi XO Kenichi. is what's, what's bringing you this top 10 list. Um, my number 10 is uh, the one we just played like yesterday, four times in a row. Oh. Blitzkrieg! Exclamation point. Thank you. I've uh, been hearing about this game for a long time now. I uh, tried to get it for a long time. It was always out of stock everywhere. So we finally ended up playing it on TTS. Did you get a physical copy? I have a physical copy. Mm, must be nice. It well, is nice. I was uh, rather blown away with how utterly simple, like the concept is just so simple, but yet you got all these little things, uh, you know, just filling up the top rows of these different categories of... Uh, theaters of war and then uh you know me i cannot explain the game but blitzkrieg is my number 10 uh blitzkrieg is a is a great two-player very abstract war game uh got a bag building aspect where you're pulling shits out playing them we're just gonna do another review on it's got a solo by dave is it david or daniel turksy i never can get his name right mr david uh, it's a great game, and it's an excellent choice. I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed it because uh, it's was, certainly one of my and especially on tabletop simulator. Like I've not been too thrilled with play, but that's the type of game to play on there. Like there's oh yeah, there's not much to move around. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's pretty simple to learn. Uh, and once you get it, you got it, and you're good. Get it, got it, good. My number ten is another two player war game of, of the same war. Undaunted Normandy. Mm. Uh, I really After enjoyed every Undaunted. one of our uh, 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 reveals. Let's go. Oh, oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, Undaunted Normandy caught me by surprise, mainly because it it's it's a deck builder like D Day. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you brought that out of nowhere, did you? Uh, they didn't I, I see it make- coming. I'm trying to make a joke about D-Day and I can't. I'm really thinking about it. I'm trying to. I was. I was. I'm. I'm digging deep and I can't think of anything. Okay, never no, mind. Just go on. Uh, okay, so it is a not the type of game I would generally enjoy because of the deck building aspect, but the area control and just the it, there is some randomness with the dice rolling. But I, I found Undaunted Normandy to be a much meatier two-player game that I, I, I truly enjoyed. I've never got to play the solo of it yet. They've already got a, another iteration out of it, which looks even better, and everybody keeps saying it's great, the Undaunted Africa, I think it was. Yeah. 
North Africa. Uh, North Africa. Uh, yeah, Undaunted. That was uh, excellent. And if you're if you're into two player games and you, you like that back and forth uh, deck building action, this is it. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. Is I guess we don't want to give away our list, but this isn't quick. <laughs> uh, well, okay, never mind then. Okay, I guess I'll ask it at the end of our discussion. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Your number nine, sir. My number nine game nine. of 2019 is one that you didn't care for too much, and when I did play it with you, it did seem rather dry. But I had a good time playing it with Mike and Crystal several times. Kalis 1303. Oh, oh! Um, it's 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 an old school worker placement. Wind your way up to the castle, getting favors, collecting goods, building things. I did a things. lot of winding in that game. <laughs> and, uh, but it's uh, I looked on there and I had played it. I think like seven or eight times. And I was like, every time I played it with Mike and Crystal, I enjoyed it. We had a good time. And it was uh, tight and uh, the worker placement and is vicious with the the little dude on the horse going back and forth. Uh, when we played it with, when I played it with Mike and Crystal and we had the characters, they would steal that we'd steal them from each other. You and Enrique didn't do that. I think that kind of made a big difference in the game because I just stole all y'all's and y'all never bothered to take them back. Uh, but I enjoyed it quite a bit for 2019 games. Well, I'm glad you like it because it's it's one that I can do without. Designer uh, William Atia Adia? I don't know that I've ever heard of him since. I'm sure see. he's uh, I'm sure he's probably an established designer he did, uh, Spirium, Kalis Magna Carta. Hmm. I don't think he's done a whole lot that's super popular. I didn't particularly care for Spirium either. Apparently, the Kalis is his uh, his biggest one. My number nine is one that caught me off guard. It's a it's a uh, Phillips game, a Shim Phillips game, if I'm not mistaken. The Circadian's First Light. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that. that uh-huh. really- Actually, no. One of the Phillips did the artwork on it. I think. Uh, I think it was another designer. But Circadian's First Light is a dice placement game, which I hate dice placement. Uh, That's a lie and a falsehood, and everybody knows it. It's a small box game. It's got these really irritating little pieces, and it's oh my just, god, so many little pieces. And just, it's just there's a lot to not like about this game. But man, the the. It plays well on TTS. It's a great, it's a great solo game. I mean, the solo really does a good job of of of, of uh, giving you a run for your money. The engine building, j- just the uh, the artwork, just something about this game. It's it looks like one of those like sci fi B movie artworks. You know, it's something that you would think, oh, this looks weird. And one of those something games you that see looks on like the Sci Fi Channel after like yeah. uh, Megalodon versus Octosaurus. It looks like a failed Kickstarter, but man, it is it is designed very tightly. It's a great game, great game. Uh, I have not heard many people talk about it, and that is just a, a tragedy. Circadians, First Light, uh, look it up. Garfield Games, excellent game. Excellent uh, solo. Excellent game, excellent game. Okay, go ahead. You're number eight, sir. Number eight. Number is, eight is going to come at a come at you from. 
I don't think you would even imagine this is on any list anywhere. Paris, New Eden. Wow. (laughs) But hey, pub pub meeple don't lie. No, pub the pub don't lie. (laughs) Pub don't lie. Uh, Uh, Paris, New Eden is a is a is. I respect that choice. (laughs) I respect it. I was thinking about it, and it is like very. Its overall rank is four thousand five hundred and nineteen. So nobody is playing this game, or very few are playing this game. Like I never hear about it. It's it's gone. But I just it it pulled up in my list. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good game. I put it on there, and I kept punching it, and I kept punching it. I was like, wow, I really did like this game. The dice placement was simple but again you, you had to feed your workers at the end of the round and that made it oh so frustrating but I, that's what i love is when i get when i get frustrated at how little i'm able to do in a game but i need to do everything i i, I like that punishment something about that i like and this game did it dice placement one of jerry's favorites and uh you uh, like this yeah, game it- as well I, I do like this game. Uh, we played it at BGG. Caught me by surprise. I liked it enough that I actually got into a tournament uh, with Enrique uh, playing this game, uh, an official tournament put on by the people who are publishing it, which is Matagot, which Matagot publishes a lot of good games. And, and since you've got me on Paris New Eden, uh, I'm going to put out put uh, just to throw out there the designer of it. It's it's two designers, one a new 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 guy, and another one is I'm going to butcher his name. His last name is Malblanc. Mm-hmm. He is the designer of Mr. Jack, which one of my favorite iterations of Mr. Jack is Mr. Jack Pocket. I love that game. He is also the designer of Cyclades and Cash and Guns. So it is a wow. very well established designer. So this is this is not some uh this is a good yeah, this is a good game. If you've not heard of Paris New Eden, definitely look it up. I really like the artwork. It has that I don't like that feed your worker thing that takes place in a lot of Uwe Rosenberg games. This game has the, you take on, you're buying these cards and some of these cards just have people that you're having to feed. It's basically a post-apocalyptic game where you're taking on and building these buildings. But some of these buildings have like refugees that you've got to take care of. That's probably the neatest mechanic in this game. It's, it's the, I, it's, a, a, it's accustomed to the, London uh, poverty level mechanic, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I really liked it. Really it's, liked Paris uh, New Eden. It's uh, completely themeless other than the setting. The art is really nice. It says artist is Agnes Repoche. Uh, I really liked the box art and the art on the board and stuff. The theme really doesn't come through, but the mechanisms are pretty interesting. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Uh, my number eight, my number eight is an awesome Kickstarter for which I am waiting for the, uh, the ex- not the expansion, but I-, I got the updated rules and some other things from, from the company. It should be getting here soon. Dinogenics. Uh, Dinogenics is the real Jurassic Park game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dinosaur Island. Yeah, Dinosaur Island and all this other stuff doesn't hold a candle to Dinogenics. A action selection, uh, well, it's worker placement because you're placing your workers out there 
to build up your park, to buy buildings, to produce dinosaurs, hand management, resource management, because if you don't got enough goats, you're going to make your carnivores mad. Uh, Dinogenics is one of those games that if it had been picked up by a bigger publisher rather than a Kickstarter, it would have been Jurassic Park. It would have had a lot more artwork and a lot more art design put into it. That's the only thing that holds it back, really. Uh, but the gameplay of Dinogenics is spot on. It spot is thematic. On. Spot on. I Agreed. love it. Yeah, it, it. Every time we play this game, I'm sitting there just doing that. I'm doing that. Uh, uh, that Jeff Goldblum laughed. Dinosaur. Dinosaurs. Must go faster. You know, one bad thing about dinosaurs. I'm, I'm doing Matthew McConaughey. I can't do it. My <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. It's pretty close. Just break ma- Matthew up a little bit more. No, Matthew McConaughey. I, my Matthew McConaughey and my, my Jeff Goldblum sound the same. Because Jeff Goldblum has that, he gets his voice really high yeah. right there at the end. <laughs> Well, so, it's almost like you take Matthew McConaughey and then put uh, him. Uh, I really wanted some ketchup uh, to go on this go, cheeseburger. Just raise his pitch randomly. That's like uh, Robin Williams. One time I was watching one of his skits. And he said to get George uh, George Bush. He said, well, you take John Wayne and you tighten up his butt a little bit. And then you got George <laughs> Bush. <laughs> It's the same uh, thing with Matthew and Jeff. Just alter uh, Matthew a little bit, you get Jeff. You tighten up Jeff and you get Matthew. <laughs> tighten up Jeff's butt a little bit, you get a, a Jeff Goldblum. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What are we all? You've thrown me off so bad. Uh, you're on your number seven. Number seven. I wish we had a guy. Uh, my number seven was your number 10, Undaunted Normandy. Oh, very uh, nice. so I have two two-player World War II setting games on my list. Undaunted Normandy is ahead of it because I really like the random die rolls, the shooting at each other, rolling a die. Am I going to hit you? Am I not? Can I knock you out? That is, uh, that's a very thrilling in this game to me. And me and DJ played this game where he actually used to sniper on one of the maps that mean you never played. And he just tore me up with that sniper and he was like in cover. So he was hard to hit, but yet I could, I was trying to make a run for it and he was sniping me. I was just so fun with, I I love this game. Oh, it's a great game. And it's, it's just thematic enough that you do kind of have that. I, I just love that, that deck building mechanic in this game where you're taking hits and so you're having to discard those cards to kind of you know you're you're weakening weakening that uh hey, that unit you'll down you'll never guess what just happened what uh, i won't guess what happened gina started vacuuming <laughs> oh oh <laughs> of course she just knows i think she has a sixth sense or she just hates our podcast <laughs> This is it's, it's sabotage. <laughs> Subliminal way of just saying this podcast sucks. Uh, turn off, well. turn off the vacuum. I always remember Armageddon, the very beginning of Armageddon, where he sees the uh, asteroid hurtling towards Earth, and it's the old man in that big uh, telescope, and he just uh-huh. starts yelling at his wife, "Get the book! Get the book! Get the book!" <laughs> I like it later when he's on the phone with NASA with Billy Bob Thornton, and he's like, uh, "I'd like to name this asteroid after my wife." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sees it. I, he's just, it delivers that line. It's a, unsca- oh. I can't even remember what it was. I'm sure it wasn't appropriate. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. I remember that scene from Armageddon. <laughs> that, that, and that Owen Wilson died needlessly. Oh, poor Owen. Poor Owen. It's like I always say: don't ever star across from Ben Affleck. It's like in his contract that He's if you star die. across from Ben, you are going to die. Even Bruce He's, got it. Yeah, he kills. Well, Bruce dies a lot though. Bruce Bruce gets killed in a lot of the shows where he stars across from somebody, especially in his old age. Uh, my number seven. We are on seven, right? Number seven. The King's Dilemma. Oh, snap. I, I really like this game. Uh, the I, I hate that I've pretty not much Kong's started. Not Kong's Dilemma. No, not Kong's Dilemma. <laughs> should I crush this woman or should I carry her to the top of the skyscraper? <laughs> or eat her. Like, I always thought eating her would be an option. If you're a giant ape and just a monster, do you think, wouldn't you think he ate a few things in his day? He's vegetarian, though, isn't he? Aren't aren't gorillas like mainly? Oh, uh, yeah, but they do eat like bugs. Yeah, but he might know. Like he's not gonna go around eating squirrels and stuff like that. Like is that like, like a like you have a vegetarian they eat vegetables, pescatarian is fish. Is there like an insectarian where you eat only insects, grasshoppers, I crickets? I don't know. Lice, what is an aardvark? What is an aardvark? What would an aardvark be called? Mm. What kind of eater is an aardvark? <laughs> an ant eater. <laughs> No way to tell. Yeah. Herbivore? Mm. I guess he's an herbivore because he eats. Omnivore? Well, I don't know. because, I mean, when you're like, I'm vegan nowadays. I don't know if you know this or not. Plant based. Please lifestyle. tell us about it. You've told <laughs> yeah, every. You went. You, for the first time in your life, you're having some responsibility with your food. And you've literally blasted everybody on Facebook. I'm plant based. I'm plant based. So, uh, like, my the the whenever you look anything up that's vegan or whatever it says uh you don't eat anything that had parents insects had parents right so like even honey like the hardcore vegans don't eat honey because it comes from a bee i know that's like super hardcore but uh two things apparently uh in an insectivore is it's a that, thing that's a thing wow and uh yeah so there's that. And gorillas apparently, uh, I guess they kind of, let me see, what do gorillas eat? They eat bamboo and fruit. They have been known to eat ants and termites. So, there you go. And you're supposed to eat a banana from the other end, not the stalk end, like all most humans do. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. So, like, I have gotten uh, you just to... Me. Just to sidetrack everybody, since you're talking about all your, I'm vegan now. Uh, <laughs> Plant-based diet, baby. Yeah, I got diagnosed with like this hyper hi, hypertension, hypo-induced hypokalemia, whatever. Basically, I have high blood pressure because my, my potassium is super low. And so they've got me on all these blood pressure pills and taking all these potassium pills. And they've got me eating this high potassium diet so i have eaten more bananas within the past six days <laughs> than i think i have in my entire life sweet potatoes and potassium uh, sweet potatoes and bananas is what i'm living off of i was in about hopes to say is there I anything sh- else that's like supposedly high in potassium i don't know but that's like what i'm living off of now so in hopes of getting my blood pressure down so i don't have a stroke when but, you uh, ask the your doctor what to eat did he go b a n a n a s bananas <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> he missed his chance. 
And then he asked again, well, ask me again, what, 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 what can I eat? Ask me again. I was like, what can I eat? He says, aren't you glad I didn't say bananas? <laughs> uh, my oh. doctor is weird. We is a weird guy. Anyways, um, uh, the King's Dilemma. You got me sidetracked. The King's oh, yeah. Dilemma legacy game. Probably if Enrique was here, RIP. Not that he's dead or anything. He's he's literally just asleep just, right now. We just hope he rests in peace. But I do. I hope he rests in peace. Uh, uh, it's a great legacy game, bidding game, telling a story of like you're this the uh, council of the king. Uh, yeah, Enrique loves this game. I love this game. I think it's even though we haven't completed it, it's just telling a story, and I like the story that it's telling. It's just super entertaining, and I think anybody who has a solid game group that can get together. You owe yourself to play this. King's Dilemma was my number 12. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Enrique. Enrique. Lo- like, I cannot stress to you. I would guarantee you, if we were to do his new top five of all time, it has supplanted anachrony. At least to see or watch or hear him play this game because he's rubbing his hands together literally in glee and he's like oh i love this game he loves the stories he loves making these decisions and he gets really into it like imagining why we need to make these decisions i've i've never seen a person get into a game like enrique has gotten into this game He's rubbed all the hairs off the palm of his hands. Just, uh, I, so, so to give to give some background on this, um, we played near and far, and if you played near and far back in the day, you know that it has a little bit of a story to it. Where you make a decision A or B, and something happens. Uh, Enrique loved that game because of his interactions that his character had with another NPC character, the Red Knight. And so we played near and far. It's not that great of a game. And it's not that great of a story, but it was interesting to see kind of these stories stretch out over games, over several different games. The King's Dilemma really breaks that down and take, you know, it, it's all about kind of role playing these characters and being the counsel of the king and seeing this story unfold and realizing that you're being held responsible for poor decisions that you make. And it tells a much tighter story so far from what we've experienced and that's what's interesting about it and, and that's why Rike really has he's just raving about it and I, I personally I think it's great I think it's great alright what's your next game what, are we to six number six hold on it is ranked 2421 so another smash hit uh, Yukon Airways plays Very nice. one to four uh, I have not played the solo. I believe you have tried the solo. It's okay. It's 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 okay. okay. Yeah. Um, by Luda Nova, the designer Al Leduc 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 Leduc. I don't know if he's from Yukon, Canada. I would say he's French. Maybe I don't know. French Canadian. French Canadian. Let's see what else. They're has just he like created? regular French people, except with bacon. <laughs> he has created also Cupcake Empire, uh, Frank and Die, and Yukon Airways. So, Frank and Die. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. For some reason, when you said that, that's about like Frankenstein with dies. When you said Frank and Die, I was thinking like Frank's like hot dogs. I thought like eating, <laughs> like eating hot dogs and dying. Frank and Die. 
is what uh, go ahead i'm sorry yes, i sidetracked what, you. that's what you call uh, what is that uh, uh an e coli poisoning maybe Mm, a good Franken, like Franken weenie. That's what you Franken die. Franken die. <laughs> what is that? It's a big wiener dog. Um, so Yukon Airways is another dice placement game where the dice are basically your passengers and someone. Uh, uh, who was it? I believe it was Christian Solo Train who said that. Is this not a uh, pick up and deliver? And I would have to say, yeah, I guess so. It kind of is because you're taking the passengers and delivering them to their different locations. But it also has the little personal player board, which is like the dash of your airplane. Very nice. Um, the one thing that Jerry did not like about it was the, what was that track? Like the holiday track or something? Yeah, it, it just the gives Christmas you points tree, at the end. Basically. It's very, it, yeah, you, you're scheduling rides for the winter and it's like the, your, your Christmas time rides. Uh, your flights and I didn't like that and you can completely ignore that track and play the game without it It doesn't affect anything but that was the only fault I had with that game but I I would often invest heavily in that and I seem to win so maybe Jerry's got a point I don't know but we played this several this is one of the few games at BGG like we played it and we're like we need to like we played it immediately again like two or three times and then we went and got Bubba and Enrique and like all right let's play this again and it still was just as good like it because when you get multiple players uh you're still worried about what dice they're going to take from you which passengers where they're going to go and it's a bit more difficult to travel there it's what's the problem with this list is it makes me want to play games that i cannot play because we can't get together but whatever yeah uh yukon airways just just fyi it's my number six as well oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah, it's it's synchronicity Synchronicity. Yukon Airways is a dice placement game. I know I hate those games, but there's more to it than just dice placement. Uh, there's more to it than pickup and delivery. There's this sense of having to manage your your plane, getting your plane upgraded, what dice you're going to use. There, there's more going on than simply just taking one thing and taking the, it from the point fuel, A to point B. The fuel, the fuel to your plane is a big the, thing. The, the fuel alone is enough to drive you insane. Yeah. And so that... If you don't, if you give me fuel, give me fire, give me that what I desire, and that's what I desire. A nice pick up and deliver game has some great art and more mechanics than just your basic pick up and deliver mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And that's what Yukon Airways is. And if if oh man, if we have, we're going to have to. I know that's probably one of our most disliked mechanics is pick up and delivery. Mm-hmm. But and it's hard to find a game that has that mechanic featured. But really keeps our attention. Yukon Airways is 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 the exception. Well, I was thinking, but there's probably games that I have played that I like that are like this. That actually they that is the mechanism, but it's just more subtle, and I didn't actually realize it. Like I never thought that about this game. Like, oh yeah, you are literally taking passengers and delivering them to their destination. So I guess in a way that is. Yeah, I mean. It's a it's a it's a great uh, it's a great game it's a great game and uh, my number six and uh, so they're go- this is a uh, we we'll have to wait till part two they're gonna have to wait till uh, next time yeah. for our- yeah, I can't stay up much later because you're tired I'm tired from my job at Walmart where I'm walking average seven miles a day mm. my feet are killing me I bought some dad shoes that's what Charday calls them they're big black. New Balance no <clears throat> they're uh, Brooks. I think they're called addiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they're yeah. they're large, large soles, and they're all completely black, all like leather. Yeah, they're. I think my dad had the same pair like twenty years ago. I've got Skechers, the slip-on Skechers, which is what which is when I wear was what I wear for business. Oh, uh, business but, shoes. Yeah, but when I'm Uh-oh. like. When Jerry's slipping on his Skechers, he means business. <laughs> right. But when I'm like, you know, when it's time to play, those new balances pop out. Oh. Yeah. When it, when there's things are going down, you know. I thought nurses wore Crocs. Aren't they like what solely keeps the Crocs business alive? <laughs> solely. <laughs> Foot joke. Uh, no, not anymore. Uh, they, they, Crocs were a thing back in the day, but even, I think, even... Even when I was working in the ER and was on my feet constantly, I wore New Balance. Like they're either New Balance, but there was those weird shoes that I can't think of that had like no heel. There's like a big gap in the heel and had a spring. I can't remember what those were called. That's what everybody was wearing. It had, yeah, it was weird. It had an actual Uh, spring in it. Remember those shoes that were like rocking shoes that were like supposed to like be firming up your glutes and stuff? They were like real popular. I had those. I did. Have you and have you not noticed my glutes? You cannot. I cannot. Fun fact: I cannot take a shot in a gluteus maximus. They do not have a sharp enough needle to penetrate these buns of steel. Uh, hey, I can I can smash acorns. Oh, they don't call you Nutcracker for nothing. That's right. Go ahead. Uh, we spoke not too long ago about your favorite doctor, Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Who number nine. Christopher Eccleston. Oh, Kevorkian? Go ahead. Uh, He's going to reprise his Doctor Who role in an audio series. Mm. But will Rose be there? Apparently that was a big deal. (laughs) Will Rose be there with that terrible accent and overbite? What do you mean terrible accent? That's how she spoke. Uh, I'm sorry. Everybody from Wilhelmshire, wherever she was from. (laughs) Burgerham. But I don't know what part of part of UK she I was from. I think she's but just a Londoner. She was a. I don't oh, that know. explains it. I'm speaking about a uh, country I don't know anything about. I Never love the there. Welsh. I'll just tell you right now, <laughs> the Welsh are my. They have beautiful singing voices. Oh, uh, Enya. Mm. Well, that's going to end you for us today. Uh, catch us next time. Zoinka, zoinka. And we'll uh, we'll finish off this top ten list in right fashion. Yeah, so if you're uh, riveted about games that came out three years ago, continue to listen. I forgot. This is the Board Game Snobs. Follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. <laughs> BoardGameSnobs at Gmail, as in GangsterMail.com. <laughs> if only there was an OG mail. Oh, there is an OG mail, as I say in prayers on the night, in the prayers on the street. Oh, my God. I forgot. You just listened to. (laughs) Wasn't most of my life. Who sang that? It's in the gangster's paradise. Coolio. Coolio. Yes. I think his net worth is like $100,000. You'll be lying to chalk. You keep talking about Coolio. If he could. If only he could make uh, some sort of, uh, what do they call that when you make money off of stuff that comes on years later? Royalties. 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 If only he could make royalties off of karaoke. Like, he would have a lot of money from myself alone. That's 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 enough for me. I'm good. All right. Until next time, Even we'll see you. Bye. It's been the most